Hey guys, Pastor Daniel back here with a fireside chat. Um, we've been, last few episodes, we've been talking about Christian friendship and um, kind of culminating in this question of how do I foster, grow, seek out these really deep, intimate, authentic Christian relationships. So we talked a little bit about how to grow them, but how do I, how do I seek them out? How do I find them and, and get started? And um, I want to submit to you a couple things because in the last episode, we I made the assertion that for most of us, in most cases, uh, those types of relationships are only going to be developed with people that are inside of our church body uh, because of the nature of shared submission, shared burdens, shared suffering, shared celebration, so on and so forth. It'd be difficult to do that with people outside the church body. Now, you may have relationships that started there and changed, um, but ultimately, probably going to need to be in church with you. So, um, I asked you to consider if the closest Christian friends you had were in the church body with you right now, as into the last uh, episode. And, um, you know, the answer to that question for me is no. No, my, my closest, um, best deepest relationships that I've developed over the past 10 or 15 years are not now in the church because they've left the, the they've left the church or they've moved out of state which also means that they left the church and they're not here and that lack of access to my life and time frequency with me and uh, lack of being in the specific local body of Christ with me means that the nature of those relationships has changed for me and so um, now the answer could be for you the same, but it also could be that maybe you do still have some of the, the your closest uh, relationships there. And so we'll talk a little bit about, uh, even if that's the case, maybe developing new ones. Um, if, if you get to the point where you're like, man, I'd love to bring some some more people and meet some, some of the new people uh, in the church that I don't have relationships with. So we're going to talk about the, how to go about fixing that. And we're going to do that with a series of questions. And my wife, Marianne, is going to help with that because this is a conversation that we've been having on and off now for months um, as we've begun to recognize that our life has changed. And so, uh, Marianne, let me ask you this question. When did you realize that your closest friends were, the, the, the season, the situation, the scenario had changed? When did you realize that and how did it feel? It was kind of a slow process of realization for me because life circumstances dictated that it was a slow exit, you know, um, over the course of maybe the past four years, five years, the closest relationships I had of the women that supported me, um, God moved them other places. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing that, uh, you know, I think sometimes we get in this mindset of like they left me, but really God moved them to do other things. And, and that's okay. Cause it's, he's God. Um, he gets to make those decisions, but it was a slow realization for me that I was, I went from a group to maybe two to one. And then when they're gone, then you're like, wait, what just happened? Where am I? Who, what, wait? Right. And you try and keep those relationships um, kind of in vain. Even though if I were to talk to someone else and, and from the outside looking in their perspective, I would say, hey, you know, no, you need to go out and you need to reach out to new people. You need to engage in your in your small groups. You need to go serve somewhere to meet new people. Um, 
when you're in the midst of it, well, you and, don't see that. But And there's this tendency that I noticed in my life and probably you noticed in yours that like, let's say we had three or four or five real close relationships. Like when we lost the first one, you didn't go out and replace it. When you lost the second one, you didn't go out and, and try to you know build a new relationship. It was like, it took to the last one. It, it took to honestly to standing and looking around saying wait no one's standing with me again yeah. like wait i don't i can't call i can call those people obviously with the phone zoom all those things i can call them but the relationship in itself has changed yes. Yes. where um i could call them up and and just say a few words and they know exactly what i was talking about mm. because they were in that season with me and they were present and they knew my life now it's you know an hour long and we have some some fluff <laughs> to begin conversation and you kind of got to ease into it and then you got to explain it all and then by the time you're at that point gosh as a as a mom and a wife and you know work and it, you don't have the time for all that so um and, and it and you it learn and it lacks intimacy it like, does it even does. even when you try to like fill in all the details it's still like you know you like you try to give them all the background but it, it's still like it's you could see it kind of bleeding away well they the, don't know the people involved yeah, sometimes either yeah. you know the people have changed and their life situation has changed. And again, these aren't bad things because God moves us in different ways and puts us where we're supposed to be. But the bad thing is, is we do that, I, I would assume time and time again. Maybe this is the biggest one that's done for me, but that you find yourself alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, was, and I think we, we all already know the answer to this, but like, was your immediate reaction to, well, how about this? When you finally found yourself standing alone, was your immediate reaction like, man, I got to go develop new relationships? No, I don't <laughs> want to do that anymore. Are you kidding me? Gosh, it was so, um, I think the hardest part sometimes when you go from some strong supportive, whether they be men or women in your life, um, that's an organic and it just happened naturally and you were just in the trenches with people and they've moved away or you've for various reasons you've they're no longer with you in in the trenches in your season where you're at um no you don't want to do that anymore right. like, you already did it <laughs> i already did it and and it hurts it's it's um it's a breakup it, that's what it feels like it, right. you know they you didn't break up but yeah, you don't want to. Who wants to go through the heartache again? And, and there's this natural sort of like weird thing of like either comparing a new relationship to the old one or thinking, well, I'll never recreate anything that good again, and I don't want to try. You know, what I mean, like there's. Well, a little... yeah, I mean, I think too. You're like I'm because it's true. You're never gonna have that relationship that you had with that person again. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't have something for me better in the next relationship. And I know that. It's just, I think we know that as people, it's just taking that step forward and getting outside my comfort. I was comfortable with those people. What are things you've told yourself to kind of delay going out and seeking that? Like, how have you tricked yourself? Into I don't it? have the time. Yeah. I don't have the time to invest in a whole nother. I already did all the investing. You know, what I hear a lot is um, I hear, well, especially around like discipleship, you know, which sometimes is how these relationships get built. I hear like, you know, well, no, no one wants to invest in me or no one wants to mentor me or no one wants to disciple me. And the funny thing is that I often hear from other people in the same church 
um, who want to disciple a mentor. Well, no one wants to hear from me. No one wants to be discipled by me. No one wants to. And I'm like, I just feel like y'all need to meet one another, you know? Yeah, I think the biggest lies are the ones we tell ourselves without any outside help. You know, yeah. we, we are truly mentally just tricking ourselves in thinking, um, you know, honestly, it's just justification. Mm-hmm. It's just justifying the fact that we don't want to put ourselves out there. Right. It's not even a trick. It's just... I don't want to do this, so therefore, no one, I mean, I've done it before, too, where I'm like, God, you have to do this exact specific thing, (laughs) or clearly it's not you, right? We're testing God in it. (laughs) Like, God needs to just drop that person down in front of me. We love the same thing. She's going to go shopping with me, right? We're going to go to Target alone and just walk the aisles, (laughs) and it's going to be perfect. Right. Um, And I haven't found that person yet. I'm glad it's helping me. It's helping the budget. Money. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just a couple of steps. Um, when you're ready to uh, begin to work on relationships, you, you do the inventory in your life. You realize you don't have that uh, person. Now, maybe they maybe they exist, and you you have to work on deepening the relationship. Right? Becoming more vulnerable, becoming more authentic, being intentional about the relationship. But I think for for some of us which is where you and I were at a few weeks ago, kind of looking at resetting our small group was like, man, we're going to, we're going to have to invite new people into our life. And we have to figure this out because it's not a non-negotiable. Like we have to, yeah, we have to do it. Right. So we had to acknowledge the problem. Like step one and acknowledge that it's a, it's a need, it's, it's a, need. a real need and then be proactive. And so like what I found is I couldn't wait around for, uh, people to join my group sort of passively. I had to go seek people out and invite them into my life, right? Sure, because, I mean, if if it's not uh, you opening your home up to a group, it's you saying, I need someone to come into my life. Well, no one's going to come to your not front, knock on your front door and be your best friend because that's just creepy, right? right. You're not going to answer the door for that person. You're going to have to go out there, whether it be, and oftentimes I've found that it's, when we put ourselves out there in uncomfortable situations, yes. right? It's, it's it's stepping beyond our comfort zone um, into just serving. Maybe it's an area that you never thought you would, mm-hmm. but that's where the need of the church is, and you put yourself out there, and that's where you find them. You never find them where you want. Like, there's not my friend at Target walking around <laughs> that I'm going to just walk into. Well, and I, I've got to invest in people. Right. right. So even though I want them to be involved in my life, it's my investment in getting to know them, being curious about them. Right. Um, learning more about them. And, and look, there's got to be a, it's got to be okay to fail. It's got to be okay that it may not work. It's got to be okay to take this risk of being vulnerable um, and not go well. Because like we all fear that in the back of our head, but but we have to take those steps of, in some sense, faith, of risk, uh, and put ourselves out there if we want things to get deeper. Yeah, I think you're going to have, you're going to have 10 friends and you're going to have the one close friend out of that, right? You're, you're going to, just because you're putting yourself out there and it doesn't, every single one isn't going to be a close and intimate friend because you can't sustain that. You're still going to make friends. You're still going to sure. have a group that's surrounding you of like-minded people. Well, I've got to model the vulnerability, right? So right. by modeling that, I've got to be willing to be vulnerable and be authentic and be genuine in these relationships as I create them, like kind of lead with it. And then if I feel like it's not... Um, if it's not being reciprocated, I've got to be intentional about it and go, hey, look, I desire to, in our group, we started inviting people first just to dinner, right, at our house um, and, and, and getting to know one another. But then there's this point where we could easily just sit and talk in general for hours every week, once a week and not ever get deep. 
And not, yeah, and stay just right on the surface. But Absolutely. It's our job, it's my job to go, okay, I'm going to be intentional about deepening what we're working on, being intentional about the subjects, the topics, um, how we address them, how we go deeper, so that we create an environment where the relationship can grow more intimate. If not, we, we without effort, we could keep it at some sort of surface level, maybe, maybe just below the surface, but not deep, not intimate, not really truly rewarding. Thank you for joining me on uh, our fireside chat. Mm. Your first one. Look I know. That. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Church, we love you. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging out with us.